welcome everybody to another episode of Three Birds in a Punt. As always, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Afia, and I'm joined by my friend John. Say hey, John. Hey, hey. All right. We're missing Whip, but hopefully he'll be in to join us later on. The title of this episode, episode 54, is called Defense Eaten, because y'all know, whew, they was slurping up nine sacks on the day. Come on now. Um, the three birds are happy to announce that we've partnered with Amaze Media Labs to be the official Eagles podcast for the Pigskin Network. You can find the three birds on in a punt on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Megaphone, or wherever you get your podcast. We're also on Twitter and on Instagram at three birds and a punt. We really have been appreciating all the fan support that you guys give us, and really, it's this season has been beyond our expectations. So I really just want to get into it because I like I'm on cloud nine right now. <laughs> nine is the magic number. Today. <laughs> so I want to get to it, John, let's start with like how dominating the defense was. Like, what was your impression of the, of the day in the defense? Relentless. Mm. With just four rushes. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy, but we knew what Carson's weaknesses were, which was mm-hmm. pumping, holding on to the ball too long, double pumping, and then taking it back. Double, like, mm-hmm. that's, that's just it, – it's a recipe for disaster, and it showed mm-hmm. today. And Absolutely. everything that everything from 2019, 2020, even 2021, um, as to why he's on his third team in three years, Mm-hmm. Which is uh, sad to see because you know he was beloved, he was beloved. But not today. No, not, not today. To, not not like today. Carson, he was he was enemy number one, and we made him feel it. Um, Fletcher no, Cox with the first. Fletcher Cox set the te- the tone with that first sack. Mm-hmm. Oh, they came relentless all day. They- Fletcher had 2.5. Graham had, what, one and a half or 2.5. Sweat had 2.5. TJ Edwards had a sack. So Hassan Riddick, I believe, had a sack. I mean, I mean, you, this is what you want. You want to get pressure, like you said, John. You want to get pressure with your front four. And we were dominating all day. I mean, we'll get into the game plan each of the teams had and, like, how – it, it was just a complete utter mismatch, right, uh, from from Jonathan Gannon to the coordinator of the commanders. But you just have to say, like, I mean, we've pretty much been going after the defense for having very soft zones for, for come on, like, uh, uh, since last season, okay? And, and I wasn't on the fire Gannon brigade, but I was getting close to it because, you know, you was just not liking the way that he was just very passive and not really giving you what you want to see out of Philadelphia Eagles defense. And I think today it could have been the quarterback, could have been the, this, that, and the third, but I want to give credit to the defense for playing, like you said, relentlessly with passion, anticipation, a rally it to the ball, like everything that you want to see as a cohesive unit we were able to see. I think they knew that they would drop back and throw times so they were like you know what every snap we're just gonna get off get off get to the quarterback get there and mm-hmm. so like they had no semblance of the running game until late yeah they had no semblance on the passing game until late yeah like it's very true. They Carson, 
early. They rattled Carson early. They made him feel very uncomfortable in that pocket. You know, his his pocket presence has has hasn't always been the best, but just has gotten progressively terrible as time has gone on. I didn't necessarily see any hero ball out of him, but he just kept holding the ball on too long, looking for routes that weren't there. I think again, the we'll talk about the game plan next, but it was just not what you want to see from I mean, honestly, just as a competitor, you want to see a competitive game. And I think early on, you could see that the defense was just going to give them work, okay? And they just didn't have an answer for it. They just really could not match up to the intensity of the team. Jordan Davis had a big game. Like, we've been asking for him to show up. And he's the first play of the game he showed up. And that kind of set the tone, I think. You know, when the rookies is getting good positive plays, you know all the, the line is dominating. That's true. And I think he recorded his second half sack or mm-hmm. first or second half sack. So now he has a full sack. I don't know if it was a full I don't know if he made a full sack or if he had a half a sack or if he just got credited with the pressure. I like we'll see when all the numbers come out. But I just think he was extremely impactful. I mean, to me, it's like you know your offensive line is bad. You know you're starting a new center. You know you've got all these moving pieces. What what was the idea with all these seven step drops and all these low de- slow developing routes? Like again, the the, the game plan was uh, it did not play to it played right into the defense's hands. I will say, okay, maybe they were expecting us to come out and be more zone, you know, more of a sit back and read. So like he gives, Car- but like that's. Carson dominates zone. You know, it is, he is not good under man. He is not good when there's pressure in his face. So why on earth would you expect the team to sort of just let, sit back and let you survey? That's true. And I think we got to give credit to Gannon to, uh, because they put together a massive game plan, just making sure that everything was covered up in the back end. They really, they rarely blitzed mm-hmm. and they were in man for three-fourths of the game, and that, that was key. Once we, we really shored up those breaking and breaking routes with the slot receivers, um, those those dump-offs to the running backs, That that is the commander's calling card with, like, J.C. McKissick and, and uh, Gibson. And then you have Jahan Dotson in the slot. Like, they really – Avante Maddox had a heck of a game. Slay, Bradbury. Bradbury has been a revelation this season, okay? I, honestly, I don't know where we'd be in that quarter spot. Like, this quarter seems solidified. I know he's on a one-year deal. I know there's a good chance he's probably going to go to the open market. But if I were him, I would take a deal with the Eagles and stay because they're putting you in a position to be extremely successful. I heard from a source that they're working behind the scenes on a James Bradbury extension. I was reading. I love uh, to hear that. Hey, yes, and you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Okay, if it does come true, you'll look back on this clip. John has some breaking news. That would be excellent I, to 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 snap up James Bradbury because price is just going up each game. You know what I mean? And yeah. and you really feel like like we've been saying all along all, all season the pieces are there for the defense to be a dominating defense. You want? I mean. Credit where credit is due, we also have to think about the fact that you the teams that we have been playing are not the league's best. But you play who you you play who's on your schedule. Week in, week out, you play who's on your schedule. And if anything, 
look at the fact that the Lions have been giving a lot of people work, and we we did hold off against the Lions. The Vikings came at the Vikings were being talked up as a really good playoff team, and we spanked them badly. Okay, mm-hmm. not to mention the shellacking. I think I think Carson's going to be seeing fifty five in his dreams. Okay, ninety one in his nightmares. <laughs> What a way to uh, face your old team. Like, you just get obliterated. Mm-hmm. And you know he wanted that more than anybody. Jalen didn't even want it. It was him after yeah, everything. Yeah. You know you know he had that check for all sure. week. It- every, all week leading up, to the se- leading up to the season, leading up to everything. And um, I thought he would come out guns blazing. I don't know what the heck kind of game plan they put together. Wouldn't you want to get the ball out of his hands quicker, like you said earlier? Like, that's Listen, I don't understand. And I want to talk about it. Let's get right into it. the game plan for both, like the offensive game plan and the defensive game plan on both sides of the ball. And I just want to honestly want to start with the with the Washington Commanders and the offensive side of the ball because I think the defense played as well as they could have. The like the defense of the Washington Commanders played as well as they could have with the offense really not giving them anything at all to work with. They were on the field for quite some time. They gave uh, Jalen Hurts and the, the the starters fits in the first couple of drives. You know, if not for Wentz's fumble, who knows where the complexion of this game is, you know, early on. You know what I mean? And then in the second half, we didn't score. We, our offense stalled out, and we'll – talk about that too because that's an alarming trend but but they really were the defense i think really did they were the first freaking t- a unit to put points on the board so the commander's defense i think played relatively well i don't I know agree. what was going on with the commander's offensive game plan you know that carson's worst tendencies are to hold the ball Try to go to hero mode and terrible pocket presence. So what do you do? You give them a and your old line of shit, and you got a new center. Where's the screens? Where's the quick pass? The quick slants? The end around? Like you're actually early on, their their running game was working. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that first play, that the fifteen yard uh, jet sweep. Yeah, open up. I was like, oh. They actually did have a pretty good, like the running game was working. And then they started to drop back the pass. And I was like, every time you drop back the pass, you really knew that Carson was either going to miss or get sacked. Like at a certain point, that was just the only outcomes <laughs> in the game. And they didn't really go. They And they, they switched up their game plan way, way, way too late. Way too late. Way too late. The game was already out of reach. It was like, like the last like eight minutes of the game, like, the heck i don't understand i'd be my a lot of i i apologize to uh my friends that are commanders fans captain commander uh <laughs> i had to say i had to throw that in there but uh yeah you guys look bad i apologize yeah. but uh it, it's not gonna be a good season for you guys it's not so, it's yeah. not and i'm not even here to say like Carson played bad, like like let's not put too much this but they also didn't give him a, a viable game plan to play well you know what I mean it just didn't seem like y'all were really being situational it's just that you were just playing to the same thing over and over like these seven drop these seven step drops with these low developing routes you're not using your best players you're not going after weaknesses and to exploit you know whatever the Eagles defenses are you're just allowing the fact that you had only four man rushes that you didn't need to blitz that often 
just kind of let you know just how switch cheese that offense. Your offense is your offensive line sucks. You have the worst offensive line in the league, pretty much. And you continue to have him dropping back like that. They're over 30 times. It may not it is. I guess I don't know. I don't even know. That's it was bad. And if and you got to give kudos to Slay for shutting down Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin had his first catch from six yards, like deep, like deep into the third quarter. I was like, mm-hmm. that's your number one target. That's your number, your big play. They just gave him a huge extension in the offseason. Mm-hmm. They just gave you him know, a huge why that's your main guy, and he doesn't have a catch until the third quarter. Like, what yeah. the heck? Like, yo, yeah, you should no. game plan, get it. Four speed that guy. Him, mm-hmm. Gibson, Tahan Dotson is pretty good for. And oh yeah. yeah. Curtis Samuels has been playing well. There was a couple of plays there when I was just like baffled by who they chose to give that option to. You know, maybe that's just the way the play went. You know, you gotta you gotta play to your numbers. But I, it was just a lot of confusion and a lot of things that you don't like to see. Hey Ann, always happy to see you. Um but I want to be able to say, like, it was just a shitty t- game plan. And to get back to, you know, credit where credit is due, the Eagles had a masterful game plan, right? I mean, on both sides of the ball, the, even, the defense and the offense knew exactly what they wanted to do. They knew exactly how they were going to do it, and they were able to execute in a beautiful fashion. And another thing, they really keyed on going tempo. Mm-hmm. Because Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, and um, what's the other defense? Um, Payne, uh, Payne, Payne. Mm-hmm. Those three guys log over seventy to eight, nine, seventy to eighty-nine percent of the team snaps. Mm-hmm. So when you have those guys, not there's not a, much of a rotation in the front four, and you run tempo, they're gassed. They're coming back like oh. After a long game, you saw it. It's you saw yeah. it's, it showed on the first. Well, actually, not after the doubt, the second or third drive. Mm-hmm. I after think we a- were already up ten, yeah. Then it really started to show because, like, damn, you don't give your defense a break. You don't give your defense a break. They're already back on the field already, and it was a massive game plan. You had Jalen call uh, just like changing plays at the line. Diagnosing what the defense is showing in coverage, where the blitz is coming, where the hot read is, and getting the ball there. And Devontae Smith really Smith played a wonderful a great, game. Great, great season! Oh my gosh, you and you, you know the way that he makes these catches, the 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 body control, the dynamicism that he uses with his route running. I mean, I mean, we've never had a wide receiver duo. I think, to be honest, I can the only time I can remember a wide receiver duo having this much chemistry and this much uh, a buzz around them is when Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson were at their peak, right? When they were together and they were just blow. You had your home run hitter and you had your gritty guy. And then Jason Avant was in the, in the middle getting all those hard yards. And that was just a really great uh, wide receiver trio. And now I think we have like a really great wide receiver core and, and Zach Pascal, I know, first of all, coach had a terrible design with that, whatever that fourth down play. But just three, that, yeah. Has been pretty good. Everything you want. Watson's has been doing great. AJ, the Titans, 
I'm gonna forever just laugh whenever I think about the Titans trading AJ Brown. Y'all should have just paid the man. It's the Pay same him. foolishness that is gonna catch the um the um the Ravens. Okay, they don't want to pay Lamar Jackson. They don't want to give him a fully guaranteed contract, and now you ain't gonna have no. The price is going up. Yeah, it is. He's a, he's out for he's out for revenge. He's like, you don't want to give me that contract. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own terms at the end of the year. <laughs> oh my god! Somebody's gonna pay me for my Okay, now we're ready to talk fully guaranteed. He's not gonna. He, he's our, You've already insulted him. And honestly, I for me, he's his own agent. He's auditioning for 31 other teams this season. And how many look look at the bad quarterback play around the league. Okay, Derek Carr sucks. Wentz sucks. Goff sucks. Right? Uh um what's what's uh uh Jameis Winston sucks. Okay. Um, there is some bad quarterback play around the league. I think there would be a couple owners who are okay with a fully guaranteed contract. To get so him, to get him, don't do that. Has to get off their fucking high horse, or they're gonna watch the best thing that ever happened to them just walk right outside the door. Yep, I think it's gonna happen too. It's sad. It's it is. Sad. It is. It is. So it's just, it's amazing to me to see how much like you know when you have first of all you can see that Aaron Rodgers misses Devontae Adams and right Devontae Adams didn't necessarily make Derek Carr that much better right but you can see how much AJ Brown and Devontae Smith makes Jalen Smith like they both they complement each other so well and they know each other so well that it helps where each one maybe has a, a slight off here, a slight off there, it doesn't matter because they know each other so well. Yep. And they, they really work well. Slim was uh, skinny Batman. Uh, Slow Batman and Slow fast Batman. Batman. <laughs> we got to figure out what, what Zach Castle is. Like you, honestly, we couldn't have asked for a better corner in Slay and just the way that he's kind of some, somewhat been like a spokesperson. For the Eagles, and now we're gonna be doing Batman. We're all gonna be taking on the Batman moniker. Okay, I already got a mm-hmm. Batman shirt, so I will be putting it on when we go against the Jags and show out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's coming. The bat signal is up, and we hear the call. We hear, you know, you know, Philly loves their uh, their uh, their signias and whatever. So we had Hungry Dogs back in Hungry 2017, dogs. and we got Batman Caves in 2022. Shout out to Jason Kelsey. He he just started his own clothing line. You saw that? It's called Hungry Dog. Oh, really? And it, and it oh, makes t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. He just started it on Friday. Awesome. He just he created it and then he just it just store just opened on Friday. Oh, excellent. Oh yeah. Shout out to Jason Kelsey. Let me let me count a couple of those. All and right. He has so shirts let's... for every for all the skill players like Slay, Miles Sanders, Hurts, uh, Goddard, uh, Lane Johnson. AJ Brown. AJ Brown is the the main one that I saw it on Twitter, and um, I I looked into it. I was like, "This is Jason Kelsey's brand," he, and then I read up on it. I was like, "He just established this." I'm like, "That's cool," wow. and incorporates cool. all all the all the guys. You see, uh, Lane, uh, Landon Dickerson and um, and Jordan Mailata in the in the shots or something. I'm like, oh man, has everybody this team? 
I don't know. Something special. The vibes something special are immaculate. Some, the vibes are immaculate. They call it dog culture out there, dog mentality, and I'm and I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, but but I do want to talk about something that is a concern to me. Something I want to keep my eye on because it has the potential to be a problem down the line, and it's our second half offense. Okay, for the second, pretty much third week in a row. Our, in the second half, we kind of sort of slowed down and kind of like grinded to a halt, right? Where we're we're not not making some positive yards, but we're not getting points. We're not getting points. And the one thing that I really appreciate from Jalen is that he's constantly referencing that whenever he gets on the on the stadium on the podium, he's he's making it case like, hey, listen, we're not doing. We're not finishing the game the way we know we can finish the game. We got to do better. We got to do more. And I and I would agree with that because even though the offense is, is has been hitting all, all centers in the first half, the defense, even though it takes them a while, they they definitely have the offensive back. Special teams, we got special team is terrible. Special team is shit. I I I cannot mm. stand Sipos. I I don't like him as a punter. I don't understand why we didn't bring another punter in. We have terrible return men and kickoff return men. Mm-hmm. I, I, our special teams has been shit. Our special teams hasn't been good since Chick Kelly was coach. Let's let's get real. That's true. They're 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 yeah. They're lacking something. They need a they need a better returner. Britton Covey muffed that one, but then like on the other returns, he ran right into. He didn't follow. He like. They were That's hit. The blockers right. were set up, and he ran he straight into the. Smacked. Yeah, he got hit. He got helmet to helmet a few times. And listen, I was like, just lucky and, that he didn't lose the ball. That's true, but that was the only thing that the that the commanders could celebrate. I think at one point, their that Mayo, their punt coverage guys had more tackles than their linebackers. Like they had more stops on punt than they did <laughs> on defense. No, it was just bad. It was just bad. And I'm and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, against better teams, like like let's be real, we have a very easy schedule early on in the season, right? And against better teams, we are gonna find ourselves at times where we have to throw ourselves back in the game, right? We can we can say that this doesn't bother us because we we were we've been able to pretty much put the game away by the first half. And the defense has been stout enough that we haven't had to worry about better quarterbacks willing their teams to win, right? However, we're going to be playing some better quarterbacks soon. And I don't think you can feel comfortable with 24 points against Kyler Murray, for yeah. for example, right? I don't know. I mean, look, thinking about how the Jaguars are certain starting to come into themselves, they had a great game against the Chargers today. Do, do we want to see that happen? I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than than Carson Wentz. And you know what I mean? I mean, Carson at one point could have been good, but the injuries and him not being able to get out of his own way, and that'll be our last topic of the night, is is it shows up. So we're going to be facing better quarterbacks. We've got Aaron Rodgers on our schedule at some point, you know? Um, and so I really do think that if we don't learn how to, we we're on these motherfuckers' throat. Excuse my language. Stay on their throat. Don't Stay let up. Throat. Run the score if you want. 
I mean, it's the NFL. People get paid to do it. Make them stop. You understand? Um, so I'm so that is to me a a I don't want to I want to call it a medium level concern because I it because it hasn't gotten in the way of us winning yet, but the second it does, it's gonna it's be come a out. huge problem. It's definitely an underlying one. Definitely, definitely, definitely. It's, it's it could grow to be something, but hopefully not. We pray on it. Right. We pray on it. I mean, I want to see them like, finish out. Hopefully they they just it's just the fact that, oh, you know what? We're up two touchdowns. Let's try to get the ball back. Let's play more zone, more soft shell. It, hopefully it's that, and it's not like, oh, dang. They're yeah, there's like a real good. concern. Like there's like maybe like a – like we have all this momentum, but then it kind of peters out. And then, I, and then I go back to the idea that, well, look, our special team sucks. We're constantly start, – our, our, our starting position is terrible, okay? Yeah. I don't think – we outside of like some of these opening kickoffs, we don't have starting positions bef- uh, higher than the twenty-five yard line. You know what I mean? So it, it's a long, it's it's a pretty long field you have to matriculate. And I think in the first half, and this is just pure speculation, but you're going off so much energy, so much this, so much that. It's easy to get those long drives grinded out in the first half, right? But then because we're winning, I think it's not as consistent in the second half because it's still long drives and you're looking at the scoreboard, you know, you, you know, you're winning, you know what I mean? It's just maybe not that same level of intensity and against the wrong team, that mindset will quickly turn into a loss. That's true. Cause teams, teams in, in this league, they can be down 20 points and come back and win by one. Yeah. Absolutely, we've seen like that. it in a moment's I mean, notice. Boop, boop, boop. Right. Look at the Dolphins and how they came back this week and last week. You know, you just you just never know. And against a team that is going to give you a little bit more, um, and of course, our defense played well. Like let the, let's give credit where credit is due. So that helped significantly. However, we still have to think about the days when. Jonathan Gannon reverts back to his natural self. Like, maybe this is only happening because he's been playing bad quarterbacks the first couple of seasons. Like, there's there's a bit of a correlation last season where we actually played this well, and then all the quarterbacks that we played sucked. Like, we like what was the stat? Like, Jonathan Gannon's couldn't do well against a 500-level, like, QB or whatever like that, right? Like, a 500-level mm-hmm. team, and we kind of, like, the bad. So we're still at that the juncture where we're kind of having to prove that we're actually legit and that legitimacy is going to come from our ability to actually, you know, sustain really, really positive drives offensively against our better performing teams. I agree. We got to really like, once the meat of our schedule comes, we got to be rolling. Hopefully they, they continue to grow. No injuries, knock on wood. Right, knock on wood. Get the penalties were way more improved this game than than the last two. So I think Nick Sirianni has the guys buying in. I think that's the most important thing, right? He's got them buying in. He's got himself, I think, with a good idea of how he wants to run a team. He's very he's a very uh, exacting taskmaster, which I think is good for the team. And we're we're hopefully, um, you know. On on a on a on a upward trend, you just want to watch out for all of the sort of hidden holes. It's a long season. That's true. Hopefully, we tied to weather the storm, and uh, I think we'll be, I think we'll finish well. The 
I mean, after today's game, expectations just continue to skyrocket. Absolutely. I hope, I hope I hope we meet it. I hope we meet it, and I hope we get back to this. That's the Absolutely, absolutely. The skies. Are, I mean, three. Nobody expected us to be three and zero. We didn't expect to be three and zero. So, so the fact that we're here now with some of the best starts that we ever seen the team have, and some of the best play we have seen the team have in quite some time, it's giving full twenty seventeen vibes. And you really hope that we can really sustain that momentum at to to the to the mountaintop. So. Uh, Let's get into the ad today. We have the DraftKings ad. The NFL action is at full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdown, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NF team to win and get $200 of free bets if they're due. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their savings with the DraftKings stepped-up same-gay parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet fo- Why bet on football anywhere else? To make things sweeter, you could throw down on stepped-up same-gay parlays once, once per game day all season long. Download sports, DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. You see it scrolling down your screen to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you've placed a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, 18 and older, an official sports betting of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. That is a great deal, guys. Y'all better tap in. Tap in. Tap in. Tap in. All right. Our last topic on tonight, I think it's going to be our, maybe not as a polarizing good conversation as it would have been if Whip was here, but we'll hold it down for him because I think, you know, um, in a, in a, in a very clear cut way, this was a Carson versus Jalen type of game in the sense of you can see the, the plays of the two quarterbacks and how, you know, one is immeasurably better than the other. And I won't, let's just talk about it, right? Um, and I'll go first just because I have something I have to say. As y'all all know, I am a Jalen skeptic. Okay. I do and did doubt his potential to be the quarterback that we need him to be a franchise level quarterback. But you know what? He has laid a lot, a significant amount of my doubts to rest. And I am here to say that I am a Jalen Hurts. I've always been a Jalen Hurts fan, so don't get me wrong. I just didn't know if he would be a franchise-level QB. But what he has shown me through the first three weeks of the season, notwithstanding the second-half stalls, has put me in a much, much, much more comfortable position to say, you know what? I was wrong. Jalen Hurts is QB1. And all hell, Jalen Hurts. I, I can't even. I, Whip missed it. He'll never hear me say it. <laughs> but I'm here to say that I I have made the conversion. You know, I was presented with new information. And I changed my mind. Good. I'm here now. So Good. with that being said, I, what what how are your feelings on this, John? I know it's breaking. Down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm happy I'm happy that like this revelation came about because we all knew he had the potential we knew what his, what his background and and his 
his makeup was. And now it was just a matter of him showing the world and really just producing. The familiarity and having the same offense help just continues to help him. And his mindset and his approach to everything is, is so, like, refreshing. You don't see that a lot when uh, you're, you're, you're star, your leader, your quarterback. At such a young age, you don't see that. Mm-hmm. Even, like, the Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers took years to, like, grow. Um, Tom Brady took him a little – I mean, he was early, but, like, to have that poise, to have – that command of his offense, command of everyone. He's the leader. Like, that's crazy. And his play is reflective, finally, of that. I think it <clears throat> it was a long time in the making. And I, I'm, I'm happy for him, pray for him, definitely pray for him, because I was like, the opportunity can't, couldn't be better for him to take this and run with it, and he has. Now it's just a matter of sustaining Staying healthy and everything will fall will fall how how the chips may lay. You know what I mean? And uh, absolutely excited for him, happy for him, and everything that he went through with the benching in Alabama, coming back in the national championship game when Tua went down to do what he did, and then go to Oklahoma and basically do it all over again and ball out, and then get drafted as an insurance policy for Carson, coming to an environment where. It wasn't so warm where he was seen as competition and not like a brother. And I think Mm -hmm. that those things, those experiences along the way helped him to where he is now. He's only going to grow. And now he's playing with his boys. They're close. They're just going to continue to grow. I think it's just the beginning of many things to come, and I couldn't be happy. Couldn't be happy. The numbers today were like crazy. The first half, yeah, that's no, that's I, a game. Like his numbers in the first half were what people put up in the entire game. And again, and, uh, yeah, and I think that's what gives a lot of people the reason to like not like I said in our earlier segment, like not have that pause because he's he is performing very well in this first half. Just lights out. Um, my last, my last place is consistency, right? In order for and he is being talked in that top echelon because now his stats are sort of matching up to the way that his his gameplay is, and I think that that is in, extremely important. Um, I want to be able to see consistency, and that is going to that's going to take the whole season, right? But I'm here to say that I can now see it. Where for me it was hard in the past to see the the consistency of Jalen Hurts. Now I can say that like it's there. Now we just have to maintain like a standard has been met about the type of play that you're producing. And now I just have to see you put that same play out on the field week in and week out. Like I don't particularly put the offensive stalls on his shoulders. I think that's a a, a team thing, and it starts with the head coach and the and the play caller, not so much Jalen. Um, so really just seeing his maturation and, and I, I, I ne- there was never for me a doubt about his leadership or a doubt about his, his mentality or his character. It was only could all of those things be able to show up in a big way on the field so that it could actually show us like a very, you know, complimentary football and credit where credit is due. You know, we really have to also give kudos to Howie Roseman, right? I, I will say this. I will say this. It will always be bad process 
to have drafted Jalen where Jalen was drafted. That doesn't say that Jalen didn't go on to make wonders with it and make Howie look like a genius now in hindsight, but it was, it was bad process. It was bad process. And I don't necessarily, I don't know. I, I hear this whole argument, but I feel like, look, Brett Favre didn't give Aaron Rodgers no more than a howdy duty. You know what I mean? Uh, Tom Brady didn't like Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I, it, it, it's not strange for the starting quarterback to, to leave the person drafted to replace you a little to the left, to the side. But Carson did it for the whole team. And at the end of the day, he wasn't very accountable. And I think ultimately his lack of accountability with a lot of things is what makes him not as good of a quarterback as Jalen Hurts. The Jalen will be accountable a hundred percent of the time where I think Carson looks for those edges and smudges to, to wiggle his way out. And, 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 and here we go. You know, it's, it's, it's something that he needs to improve on. And I don't know if he has, but you know, Hey, he, he, he was on the ground nine times today. So, you know, something that hasn't changed about him. It's hit 15 hits, 16 hits, 17 hits, yeah, 17 so. quarterback hits. That's, that's a recipe for disaster. They're trying yeah, to get him he's hurt. Holding, he holds on to the ball too long. And and sometimes he doesn't take the easy routes that the that 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 they're that are there, you know? And your his desire to hold on to the ball for that huge play is I think that plus the fact that Jalen doesn't do that, like Jalen will take the easy completions and if not, he still has the capacity, like clearly Carson, all those injuries did take a toll, accumulated a toll on him. He doesn't have the same uh, elasticity as he used to have, right? But Jalen's young, Jalen's fast, Jalen's mobile. And so I think that ex- extra element um, puts us in a great place. And and now he's being way more accurate with the football. He's being way more decisive with the football because he knows where he wants to go. Like that point you make about him being in his second year in the same offense with the same uh, play caller and the same QB, all those things are having a positive impact because he knows what to do in that offense. That offense and him are married together in a positive way, sort of like how we saw in the early seasons with um, with Jay, with uh, Carson and uh, in the Eagles back in 2017. Zach Ertz. Do you yeah. know on the, the, the last, uh, before the end of the second, before that, before half, halftime, um, after Devontae leaped up and made that 44-yard catch where he got, he got, knocked out they didn't have much time left no i think yeah um mm-hmm. the net the Jaylen running play called, got stuffed, and then Jalen. yep go ahead john Jalen could Jalen called that play mm-hmm. and it wasn't even in their game plan or anything mm-hmm. and the fact that they like he knows what to call at the right time and then it's such a refreshing thing to have that maturation happen on the field right in front of him like that yeah, absolutely and it's and it's amazing to see the maturation and also it's amazing to see how he is able to constantly um make sure that he's doing like like even when he's necessarily like making let's say a bad read he's still going through the process right i think a lot of times you can sometimes see tension in between what the play caller wants to do with the football and then what the quarterback wants to do with the football and that you know towards the end of our of carson and doug and everybody's you know 
uh, sort of falling apart. That's that was a big issue, right? That what Doug wanted to do and what Carson wanted to do were two totally different things, and that created a lot of tension for the for the for the offense. And that's not something you're seeing here, right? What you're seeing here is a quarterback who is extremely comfortable with what his play caller calls, a play caller that is extremely comfortable with what he knows his his quarterback can do, and then receivers that know very, very well what, what they have to do to help their, their quarterback. Um, and our offensive line is the best offensive line in the league. So you're gonna you're not you're gonna play pretty well when you have a great offensive line. That's true. And also you know it's a good thing and a great development. Jerry Jones publicly says he's afraid of you. He's afraid yeah. of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so sky is the limit. Sky is the limit. We are seeing some amazing, amazing um, team play, really. And if there's just a couple of things, you know, there's always things that you need to kind of like clean up. So there's a couple of things that we could definitely, definitely clean up. It's a long season. I feel very comfortable in saying that I have no doubt that these things will be cleaned up. I think that Jalen has done everything that you have that you need and want for him. And so hopefully we could just continue to, to just elevate the whole team, just elevate. Um, and, and yeah, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. We're looking at a, a, a first round buy if we could keep, keep going on in this rate. And I think we're the last undefeated team, right? In that Are we? Uh, yeah, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I know the bills went down. Yeah. No, I think the, the dolphins are still undefeated, right? So undefeated. Yeah. That's right. Which is, to me, I think is so interesting, right? Because the two, I think, most controversial quarterbacks this season was Tua and Jalen, and they both seem to be balling out at a at a rate that you 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 were. I, I'm certainly listen. I'm still not a Tua fan, but I think that that what they have around him again, when you know how to play to your um, quarterback strengths. I think it makes quarterbacks that maybe wouldn't do well with other players look very, very good. It's the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like nobody wanted to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo because they feel like Jimmy Garoppolo can only succeed in Kyle Shanahan's offense. But guess what? He does succeed in Kyle Shanahan's offense. So it's one of those things where you're just happy that Jalen got matched, I think, with the offense that works perfectly for his strengths and minimizes his weaknesses. And that allows him to pay, play fast and free football uh, and mistake-free football. I agree. And it's, it's great to see that he's following the right reads. He he's hasn't, aside from the Gainwell screenplay interception, hasn't thrown any dangerous passes. He's thrown into tight windows. He's hitting – he's throwing to his receivers in stride. He's throwing them open. He's being smart with the football. He hasn't muffed any snaps. He hasn't muffed any snaps. So the execution part has been stellar. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be tested as the months get colder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely going to be tested. We play face better teams like the Packers. and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it, it's going to be awesome. And then we get into the meat of our, our conference with the Cowboys and the Giants, 
They face yeah. off on Monday night, so that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, so I think the Giants are still undefeated too. So I well, mean, it's it's our you know our, our division is always weird. It's always a fluky division. So I'm gonna enjoy what how well we're playing now because you never know when certain things just go awry. You know, that's the that's the National Football League for you. Um, it stands yeah. for not for long. So I'm gonna just ride out this this sort of bliss. But I agree with you, John. Like everything seems to be hitting at a great time everybody seems to be enjoying each other's company they seem bonded they seem connected um i think nick seriani is doing a great job of just leading the the team and and i think that that has led to some very very um dynamic results so we really the, the sky's a limit for the for the philadelphia eagles and i'm excited to watch every single game you know um the rest right, factor too has been great too. We didn't we didn't mention that. The rest factor, you know how we were like, oh, they didn't really play that much during the preseason. The practices were kind of curtailed and not as long as some other teams' practices sessions are. It's paying off because we haven't really faced many injuries yet. Yep. Not nagging work. ones, nagging ones, cramps or like mm-hmm. getting rolled up on. You roll your ankle, but like the, the four guys that got hurt today. They all came back. Slay came back. Um, Hargrave, Goddard, um, Hassan Reddick. It's, it's going to be fun to see how. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Better. It's going to be fun. All right, y'all. That concludes another episode of Three Birds and a Punt. Please make sure you subscribe and download to the podcast. We're streaming on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We're also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Three Birds and a Punt. Hit that subscribe button on that YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. You can follow me personally at According to Afia on Twitter, and you can follow my guy John. Where can they follow you, at, John? John Monroe Jr. on Twitter. John Monroe Jr. on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Great episode. And go birds. Go birds.